This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we are rolling right along in our adventures in Acts with Festus shares with Agrippa, Paul brought before Agrippa, Paul's defense before Agrippa, Paul's conversion yet again, and not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. And most gracious Father, our Father, So 
From John chapter 7. About the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began teaching. The Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon. Who is seeking to kill you? Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marveled at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers, and you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision, so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is, speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man come from, comes from. And when the Christ appeared, appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple. 
You know me, and you know where I come from. But I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, when the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man has done? O Lord, has mer have mercy on us. In the reading, Jesus said, If anyone wants to do his will, he will know concerning the teaching whether it is from God. A few years ago, my wife and I were out to dinner with my brother and his family in Louisiana. And along with us at the restaurant, and I was meeting her for the first time, was my nephew's new girlfriend, about college age. And we're all seated at this long table in this restaurant, and the young lady's right across from me. So she and I got a chance to talk quite a bit during that meal. In the course of things, I asked her if she had been raised in some church. Now, that's usually a pretty good question with which to begin evangelistic conversation, and it's one that people generally don't take offense at. After all, it was beyond their control whether they were raised in a church or which church they might have been raised in. To answer my question, the young lady didn't even have to tell me whether she liked church. Of course, I was kind of hoping she would, and in a way, she did. She said that when she was a little girl, she and her parents did go to church. I think it was a Baptist church. But for a long time, they had all gotten away from it. So I asked her a few more questions. Wanted to find out what she knew about Jesus, what she said about Jesus. And it seemed from her answers that she knew the broad outlines of the gospel. She knew that Jesus came to die for sins and rose again from the dead to save people. But then she says to me, but here's the thing. You're asking me to stake my whole life on this. And how do I know it's true? How can I be certain about that? Well, at that point, I said a number of things. I said, you know, there are more sources for the death and, yes, even the resurrection of Christ than for an awful lot of events that we take as just certain from the ancient world. And if you start doubting this, you're going to have to rip a lot of pages out of a lot of ancient history textbooks. I also said... In life, very often, we just don't have situations where we've got quite all the data that we would like. Yeah, you check, you look both ways. 
But you can never be 100% sure that it's safe to cross. I mean, suppose a meteor hits you. So you look both ways and maybe even look up. But you still can't be 100% sure that you're going to make it across. And yet, when it comes time to actually cross the street, the light turns green or whatever, you don't take the 90% of yourself or the 95% of yourself that seems certain you're going to be able to get through across the street. You take 100% of yourself across the street. That's just the way it is. Now, in saying those couple of things, I was really talking in an apologetic vein. I was not trying to persuade her about the gospel. I wasn't even further explicating the gospel. I was just trying to give her some reasons not to dismiss the gospel out of hand. But I also said to her at some point along the way, you know, with the good news about Christ, it's great because we don't contribute anything. The Holy Spirit works faith and the certainty of faith through his word. Jesus said in the text, if anyone wants to do the will of the one who sent me, he will know whether my teaching is from God. Now, commenting on that, Luther paraphrased Christ's words as if Jesus were saying, hmm, will of God, what is the will of God? This is God's will here, that I teach and that you listen and you believe what I'm saying. So here's a point, and it was a really legitimate point for this young lady. Instead of dwelling on all the doubts and uncertainties about the gospel, how about just giving it a try? How about just hearing it? And, by the power of the Spirit, hopefully believing it. See, we can say something about the gospel that you can say about really nothing else. It is an object of perception that creates its own organ of perception, namely faith. You could say that. Pieper did say that. But you could say it more simply. Through the word of the cross and resurrection, the Holy Spirit creates faith and the certainty of faith. And this young lady could have heard more of that gospel word if I had spoken more of it. And my memory, to tell you the truth, kind of gets hazy at this point. This has been a number of years ago. I don't think our conversation went along those lines too much further. But if you're like me, you always are driving away from a conversation and you think to yourself, this is what I should have said. Well, one of the things that I could have said on that occasion would have been to ask her the question that Bob Kolb always advocates. You know, when somebody asks you a question about the Christian faith, you say, well, why do you want to know? You know you're asking me how you can be certain about this, how you can be sure if you're supposed to stake your whole life on this. Well, why do you want to know? And that little diagnostic question would have given me an idea whether I was dealing with somebody who kind of wanted to believe 
but had all kinds of problems that were occurring to her, or whether I was dealing with a sinner who really did have her confidence, really was staking her life on something or someone else. And that would have given me an indication about whether it was gospel that needed to be applied right away or law, hopefully followed by gospel. But enough about my conversation with her, talking to her all those years ago. Right now I'm talking to you. And I say to you that for all those times, yes, even for all those times, you didn't say enough about the gospel or maybe didn't listen yourself enough to the gospel. Also for those, Jesus died. The blood of Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. All sin. We may have a hard time sticking up for him at times, but he had no trouble at all standing up for us, standing up right out of the grave with all that that means. We are tempted to be ashamed of him, but he is never ashamed to be called and to be our God. Yes, there is faithlessness that marks even the lives of Christians, but even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. That's what the Bible says. Suppose somebody tells you about this great exotic food that you've never had before, perhaps you've never even heard of. Now you can listen to them describe how great this thing is, and that'll get you so far, but there's nothing quite like tasting it yourself. Because once you've had it yourself, nobody's going to come along and tell you that this thing's not all it's cracked up to be. So, taste. And go on tasting. Jesus said, if anyone wants to do his will, he will know concerning the teaching whether it is from God. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
In our prayers, we remember Alan Hosier, son of Kim Hosier, the naval carrier group on which he serves is heading toward the Eastern Mediterranean. I cry to you, O Lord. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. My mouth is filled with your praise. Every day I will bless you. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. Bless the Lord, O my soul. He redeems your life from the pit. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, you exalted your Son to the place of all honor and authority. Enlighten our minds by your Holy Spirit, that, by, that confessing Jesus as Lord, we may be led into all truth. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord God of hosts, Stretch forth your mighty arm to strengthen and protect those who serve in the armed forces of our country, especially Alan. Protect them from all danger and keep them from all evil, giving them courage and loyalty. Grant that in all things they may serve with integrity and with honor. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I thank you. Bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.